The following podcast is from Doxa Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. For more information about Doxa Church, please visit us online at www.doxachurch.org. Merry Christmas, everyone. And glory be to our Lord Jesus Christ. This evening's reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 to 9. There's a Bible in front of you. It's on page 573. John, you can just read along on the screen. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in land of deep darkness, on them has come as light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you, as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice, with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore. The seal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And this is the word of the Lord. Let's pray real quick. Father, I pray that you would guide us the rest of this evening, the rest of this worship service. Glorify your son. In the name of Jesus, amen. Just to put you at ease, I'm not gonna talk long, but just to put you at ease, if you have kids, they're restless, they're making noise, that is totally fine. We welcome that we're a family here tonight celebrating Christmas together, and families are crazy and loud and restless and family gatherings, unless yours go very different than mine, never go quite according to plan. So it's okay, just if you're a parent that's kind of tense right now, just relax, it's all right. Because really, restless energy is a part of Christmas, isn't it? That right now, Christmas Eve, it's, it's full of restless energy. There are some of us in this room that we can't wait till the morning till we open our presents and see the toys or gadgets or whatever it is that you have been waiting on. I know my kids are on edge. There are some of us are, that have a restless energy in this room because we're thinking about leaving here and all the stuff that we have left to do to get ready tonight a late night that may be ahead for some of us. And then there's some of us in this room, there's a restless energy because we kind of dread Christmas. You wake up in the morning and it reminds you of sad times or something that's been lost, a person that's been lost. 
And some of you in this room, it's your first Christmas without a very close and dear loved one. And while you may be excited, it brings a mixture of melancholy with it. The next time, the sun is setting right now, the next time that we see the sun, it will be Christmas morning. Think about that. And that restless energy and that anticipation and that longing for the morning, whether good or bad, or whether it's a long night putting some stuff together or wrapping presents, that, that restless anticipation and longing is really what Christmas is all about. That's because Christmas is about darkness before it's about light. Christmas is about strife and anger before it's about peace. And Christmas is about sorrow before it's about joy. Our passage tonight that Namate read was written about 700 years before the first Christmas. That was a long night. Isaiah 9-2, it said, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. And it's only when we are struggling through a, a long, dark night that daybreak is joyously welcomed. Some of us in this room, we've experienced sickness or sorrow or sadness. And the nighttime's the worst, isn't it? You ever been up at night? You can't sleep, you're hurting, you're worrying about something. Your world is filled with sorrow and sadness. And it seems like the night will last forever. And you can, all you can think about is if I can just make it till the sun comes up. I don't know if anything will actually be different then, but if I can just make it through this long, dark night till the sun comes up, I, can, I know I will have made it for one more day. And it's only when we are longing to see the wrong made right, it's only when we're longing to see the crooked made straight, it's only when we're longing to see the sick made well, it's only when we're longing to see the broken made whole again that we eagerly await the dawn. That's what Christmas was and that's what Christmas is. Here was the message that Isaiah gave 700 years before Jesus was going to be born in that barn that our kids were talking about. The message was, you will have joy. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. The message was, at the time, they were an agrarian society, so your livelihood depended on how good your harvest was. And when, you're, when you had a bumper crop and you had a lot more come in, it's like the stock market, your particular mutual fund that you have a little bit of money in goes crazy, and you have a windfall, and they would rejoice at the windfall that came to them. Or in the middle of a war or a battle when you defeat the enemy and you get to carry the spoil of that war home. He said, for the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken. 
He's saying everything that has oppressed you will be broken. The yoke that would hold you in place, the rod and the staff that would beat you into submission, it will be broken and you will be a slave and you will be oppressed no longer. It says that the, every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. The uniforms of war and strife will no longer be needed. They'll be burned. There'll be peace, a lasting peace. And it's only when you experience darkness and sadness and you long for the wrong to be made right that you long for that dawn to come. It's only when you're hungry, when you're really, really hungry, that that meal tastes even better, when you long for it. And why did he say that would happen? In verse six and seven, he said, for four, this is why, We will have joy because unto us a child is born and a son is given. What he's talking about here is about a rightful heir, a rightful ruler who's coming to make things right again. Uh, Charles told me about a, a quote by Charles Spurgeon where he said, there's only one person who's ever been born a king. That's Jesus. Every other prince who was going to be born, he... Uh, There was already a king in place and he had to wait until the king died for him to take his rightful place. But Jesus was the rightful rule and the rightful king from the moment he drew the first breath and cried in that manger, in that smelly stable. He was a king. A rightful ruler that's coming to make things right again. To make the crooked straight, to bind the broken, to give light to our darkness. And then he described him to us. This is what kind of ruler he will be. We just finished an election cycle and I don't know how you feel about the results of the election and where your hope is in for the future of our country or yourself. But it was kind of a crazy election and half of the country is disappointed and half the country is excited. But no matter where you fall on that, on that side, I can tell you this, there is no ruler that is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. He said he'll be called wonderful and the wonderful counselor. That means that he will be miraculous and wise. Don't you long for a ruler that would be most, both miraculous and wise at the same time? That would wield a great power, a miraculous power to make things right again and have the wisdom to execute it. He will be the wonderful counselor. He will be the mighty God. The wording there is, points to the idea that our God is a mighty warrior. That means he is both a warrior and that he's gonna take on all that is wrong and he's mighty and that he will defeat every foe that comes across his path. We love superhero movies. I love them. And one of the reasons that we like it is we long for somebody with some special superpower and some divine nice streak to come and make things right again, to fix what is broken. And Jesus is the one who came to fix what is broken. He is mighty God. He is the everlasting father. The wording there means that my father is eternal. That means you're the king of all kings, the mighty one who wields all power and all authority. He is God and he is your father. That's the good news of Christmas. And you don't realize the good news until you realize how dark the night is. You don't realize how wonderful it is to have a parent until you've been an orphan. And when you you realize my God is almighty and he's my father. So that means he 
loves me and cares about me in a way that's deeper than just some ruler that's far off away in Washington or further away. And then lastly, he said he's the prince of peace. And isn't that really what we long for at Christmas? Is peace. That word peace means not just a lack of strife and fighting. It means wholeness. It means goodness. It means the way things are supposed to be. Don't you long, just, can I just have one day of the way things are supposed to be? Maybe you're a parent with young children or maybe you're working at a difficult job and maybe you're going through a tough time right now in your life and you just say, I just wish I could have one day with, for things to work the way they're supposed to work. He's the prince of peace who's come to make things right and whole again. And this is something to be celebrated if you long for the night to end and for the dawn to break. If you long for a better and secure future. If you long for all that is crooked to be made straight again, that's the good news of Christmas. That's the light. That's the dawn that will break for us in the morning when we celebrate the birth of the Savior. That's what he ends with. He says that the future will be secure under the new king. He says his kingdom will flourish. He says his kingdom will last. He says his kingdom will be both powerful and just. He says his kingdom will last forever. And then he ends it with this as if we weren't sure about the message that was of the Jesus that was to, to be born in that manger. If we're not sure about the message of Christmas, he ends with this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. You know what he's saying there? He's saying the unassailable zeal, the determination and the passion of our God will accomplish this for us. That is the wonderful, miraculous, good news at Christmas that all that was wrong will be made right because it's already begun. Here's the truth that I want us to leave tonight with. The truth is this. Here's the message of Christmas. First of all, that we are not alone. Have you ever been going through one of those long, dark nights that I was just describing, and you're just longing for the morning, and you're just longing to not know you're not alone? Jesus, God sent his son, God Almighty, to take on flesh like you and me. He ate and he drank. He lived in this world. And you know what that means? That he's not done with you yet and he's not done with this world yet. No matter how alone you may feel tonight, no matter how alone you may feel when you wake up in the morning tomorrow and are disappointed by how your Christmas is, Here's the good news. You are not alone. Secondly, it tells us that God desires for the broken to be made right. God desires it enough that he would send a savior to us. And then not only does he desire for the broken to be made right, but he is dedicated to that task. He is so dedicated to it that God would take on flesh. 
Jesus Christ, the second person of the Godhead, the second person of the Trinity, today is sitting at the right hand of God, still 100% God and 100% man at the same time. That's how dedicated he is to this. It tells us that he is all powerful to accomplish it. And it has already been started. And because we celebrate tonight a historical fact that Jesus was born and light has begun to break upon our darkness, that he will come again and he will complete it. And that wonderful counselor, that mighty God, that everlasting father, the prince of peace is returning to take all that is broken and make it right. All the darkness and break out light upon it. All that is crooked to be made straight. All that is broken to be made whole again. So I say, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. As Jonathan comes up to lead us in communion, let's celebrate joy that has come to our sorrow and light that has broke upon our darkness. And then we're gonna sing some carols together before we leave to celebrate together light coming to our darkness. Father, guide us the rest of this evening and this Christmas. We thank you for the miracle of the wonderful counselor, the almighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the light to our darkness the joy to our sorrow. Help us to celebrate and party as people who have found a morning that has dawned after a long, dark night. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Doxa Church. We are so glad that you took the time to join us today. At Doxa, we exist to make disciples who joyfully worship Jesus with their whole lives. We invite you to join us. Doxa Church meets at 10 a.m. every Sunday at River Oaks Elementary School. For more information about Doxa Church, please visit us online at www.doxachurch.org.